I said it. <laughs> Boy, uh, well, the way I butchered the service, you ought to be all right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it ought to look good on you. Good Lord, the good Lord's got a big sense of humor to put myself and Brian Wiggins in charge of the <laughs> 11 o'clock service this morning. So, uh, joy it is. Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful, uh, Mary Ann. Y'all turn with me. Let's go to God's Word first and foremost this morning. Psalms 119, 36 and uh, 37. I think Thomas has got it up on your screen. The psalmist writes, Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain." Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Uh, Brother Jim, he's been after me for a while uh, trying to... uh, That's one of the things that he does really good is he's going to reach out to his congregation, to his flock, and he's going to ask you to be a part of something whether it's uh, speaking or doing a children's sermon or, or whatever it is. And he's actually called on me a couple, two or three times uh, as of probably the last four or five months. And I just every time he called, honest to goodness, right here standing before God, there was something going on. And it just wasn't. And you know, he kept saying, well, I'm not going to keep calling. God's got a, a timing and a purpose in mind. And so... Uh, he called a couple of weeks ago, I guess, to, to let me know. I don't even know if it's been that long. Maybe it's been a little over a week. Uh, called and said, uh, I've been asked to step in at the walk to Emmaus, and I'm going to take it, so I need somebody to uh, take care of the 9 o'clock and the 11 o'clock service. And I said, ah, uh, Brother Jim, I said, it, it's, it's been a while. Uh, he said, I know. That's the reason I'm calling and uh, I said, I tell you what. I said, give me a little time. I said, before I answer you off the cuff. So I told him, I, in fact, I think I gave him a deadline. I said, I'll, I'll get back in touch with you by noon the next day. And so I went home and I complained all night to my wife about it. Isn't that what we do sometimes? Ha, ah, why do you have to call me? You know, Daniel and David's there. I mean, heck, they can do it, you know. Uh, so I complained to her all night and walked around, you know, probably stomping my feet a little bit and think, ah, I don't really want to do this. And, uh, you know, thank, thank the good Lord that uh, my wife speaks into my life from time to time. So anyway, I finally got headed in a better direction and uh, I called Brother Jim and I said, man, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm honored all at the same time that you've even called and asked me to... Uh, be a part of this service. Uh, then I thought more through that. Not only can Brian and I screw this thing up with the order of service, but we're two big crybabies too. So we may be sobbing before this whole thing's <laughs> over with. I don't know. Um, so I thought I had plenty of time. I said, well, I'll pull something together. And as I, I have done in the past, I immediately went back to some of my notes and things, things I've done in the past. Uh, you know, should I do those again? Should I just take them and spin them around a little bit, mix them up and use some of that? Or should I just wait and hear from God? 
Any of y'all ever found yourself waiting on a word from God? Yeah, uh, I waited, and I waited. I think Cindy might have asked me a time or two. Said, "Well, did you get that call today?" She didn't ask it that way. That's what I'm. Nope. Still nothing. Still nothing. So, uh, so what happened through all of that? Uh, trying to listen to what it was God was wanting me to uh, share with you guys this morning, uh, I quickly realized that I had a lot of white noise going on in my life. And uh, how many of you sleep with a fan or some kind of noise device? I never did until Cindy and I married, and she always has. So there, since that point, there's always been a fan typically running in the background. I, I never had any background noise uh, growing up. I just laid down and went to sleep. Uh, but what I began to realize is I'm trying to hear a word from God. I said, boy, my life is full of just white noise. And man, uh, I really started thinking through that. I, I gotta, something's got to happen here. Uh, I'm going to have to, somehow or another, I've got to clear my thoughts and I've got to get re-centered and I've got to become balanced in the next few days or I'm going to walk up there on Sunday and read them a piece of scripture and say, thank y'all for coming. Right? And I didn't want to do that. I didn't feel like that was honoring God and you know my opportunity to, to share with you guys about what He's done in my life and what He may or may not be doing in yours. I hope it encourages you in some form or fashion. So here I am, the days are going on, Cindy's asking me, have you heard anything? And my answer is, no, why don't you quit asking? You know, how many of you do that? Somebody asks you all the time, just, just don't ask anymore. You know? So Thursday morning, this past Thursday comes along, and still nothing. And at that point, I've done a few things. I've tried to eliminate some of that white noise. Made a few changes. We'll speak about those uh, here in just a few minutes. But... Uh, I had a simple doctor's appointment down in Savannah. And uh, it's just a follow-up. Some of this stuff I've had done in the past. Uh, everything's cool, by the way, so that's all good. But uh, I'm driving down to Savannah Thursday by myself, Thursday morning. And uh, several weeks ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that, uh, I had my truck serviced. And... Uh, I drive a, a big uh, Ford F-250. It's heavy. 7,000 pounds, roughly. Isn't that about right, Mr. Brent? Somewhere in that range. Heavy truck, man. Uh, and so one of the things about driving a heavy vehicle like that, the weight of that vehicle, man, it really works on a set of tires that are under an F-250. I mean, it, it wears those things out. Uh, not only that, but you really have to stay on top of making sure that you service your vehicle appropriately and you, and you rotate and make sure that those tires are balanced. Well, I'm here to tell you, I, had, I didn't do that, which is highly uncommon for me. Uh, I've always been one that, by Jingo, if the service manual says 5,000 miles, I'd do it at 4,900. And it gets everything that it's supposed to get through all of that service. Uh, I mean, almost to the point, I'm, I'm probably a little OCD about that. Uh, so I'm driving down the road after I had my vehicle serviced. 
uh, several weeks ago and had a tire rotation done. And since that point in time, man, my tires were just steering wheel shimmying. Can't stand it, y'all. Oh, it drives me crazy. Uh, even the least little bit. Man, that thing's got to ride and it's got to be true and the steering wheel's got to be centered and everything's got to go, go roll along. And I just can't deal with that little bit of vibration, that little bit of shape. And my wife, on the other hand, she'll drive one until I get in it and I'm like, what's going on with the steering wheel? <laughs> she's actually not that bad. She's been around me long enough where she stays... Uh, conscious of that, and she know it aggravates me to death. I mean, I don't even like to see, like if I got water in a bottle and it's in the cup holder, I don't even like, I can't stand to see that water, you know, shaking in that bottle while I'm riding down the road. So I had ne ne neglected that thing. And uh, so I'm headed, uh, I'm headed down to Savannah, and I get out of the doctor's office, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do something about this today, right now. Uh, and I said, maybe I'll give Savannah Tire a chance. They're, they're in the full-blown tire business, so I went to Savannah Tire. And uh, while, I, <laughs> while I'm sitting in the parking lot at Savannah Tire, uh, God begins to speak to me through something as silly as a set of tires. That's what it ultimately ended up be, uh, being. My tires were out of balance, and really I was having a hard time hearing God because truth of it is my life's out of balance too. Um, you know, I'm not embarrassed to tell you that uh, because I, I, I don't think anybody maintains that mountaintop experience all the time. In order for us to get right, things get out of balance and we have to make corrections and tweaks and do those sorts of things. We have to service ourselves as much as we would service our vehicle. Uh, so as I'm dealing with all that white noise, I called that, that, that was creating my out of balance, quite frankly, and put me in a position where I wasn't hearing from God about what it was he wanted me to share with you guys today. So I kind of made a short list of uh, some of the issues uh, that had me out of balance. And I've got an interesting spin on, on a few of these, but... Uh, one of them is, is the news. Man, I just can't watch it anymore. Uh, when I do, I'm completely out of balance. It's not healthy for me. I can't, I can't keep focused on the relationship that Jesus wants me to have with Him and watch the news. I just can't do it. Now, I, I would tell you that that's something I can work on because there's things in our life that we find that overpower us. We need to not, sometimes we don't need to remove them. Sometimes we just need to find balance within those. And we need to look for Christ in, in, in those situations. Uh, families had me a little bit out of balance. You know? The, uh, <laughs> had a few things go on uh, in the last uh, several weeks. And... Uh, you would think that family would be the simplest thing to find Jesus in. And I'm telling you, for me, sometimes it's not. Sometimes, unfortunately, it takes me the furthest away. You know, you have, you have something where you feel like things aren't going the way they should go for your family, or maybe they shouldn't go the way, it's not going the way it should go for one of your children, and what do you do? You get mad about it. You get angry about it. You know, instead of finding Jesus in that, 
nothing else. You may be going the other direction. Uh, leading up to Thursday, for the tires, uh, and I'll have to ask this question. Uh, how many of you have checked in with Facebook this morning to let them know you at the Denver United Methodist Church? Greg did. That really surprises me. What's Facebook? Well, here's the deal with that. Uh, man, social media is a wonderful tool. It makes connections with people that otherwise wouldn't have connections. Uh, you know, I, I operate uh, two businesses and we rely heavily on social media and our presence, uh, you know, in the, in the market space and it's important. I'm going to tell you, sometimes you can find a way to make excuses for why you're on social media. So I'm just going to warn you against that. But also, at the same time, I found myself allowing that social media component to keep me out of balance. My mind was being filled with unnecessary junk. Just creating a bunch of white noise in my mind that made, made no sense. I had to take a little hiatus this week. Four or five days, man. And, and what's so crazy is the first day or two, I would look at my phone, what would I do? I'd tap that icon, I'd just turn my head and hit the home button and close it out. It took, it took, me, it took me 36 hours just to stop from hitting the button. Much less to disengage from it. My approach is going to be a little different when I go back to it, and I will, because there are advantages to it. But my approach will be a little different in that regard. What about uh, what about sports? You find yourself uh, letting sports create white noise in your life. Maybe it's your local team. Maybe it's a, a, a state level team. Maybe it's a national team. Uh, boy, we get sideways with that. We fill our life up with that kind of stuff. And then here, here's one uh, that gets sticky. What about church slash religion? Does it get in your way? Does it create white noise in your life? Do you lose focus on what's got you centered and how Jesus can provide balance for that? What committee you going to sit on? What about Ashlyn asking a while ago if somebody served on the nursery? I guarantee you somebody said, man, I ain't serving on that nursery. <laughs> Keeping them youngins. Right? <laughs> Was Why that you, you Brian? That? <laughs> Was that you that did that? I just didn't tune her out. That way I can't say I can't, I don't have to admit that I said that. Huh? Yeah, I hear you. I didn't hear that I, I I hear you. So the point of all that is there's a lot of things that can create issues uh, within our life, just like there is with a set of tires, potholes, nails, screws. All of a sudden you're not service those tires, and I've got cupping on one side. Maybe my camera, my caster's out. You know what that means? No, you don't know what camera and caster means. Mr. Brent does. Uh and you've neglected that, and all of a sudden the tires are all beat up. And so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to try to repair them, or are you going to replace them? In my case, I had to replace them. I tell you, that's uh, they had to go. Uh, but it began to, to uh, work in my mind as to 
And what does that mean? Thank God that he tells us that the joy comes in the morning. So if I throw that off this afternoon, tomorrow morning, amen, God still desires me to have a relationship with Jesus. And if I've casted the old tires off because they're too beat up, I can't do anything about it, so be it. And I'll put on a new set. The other thing that can happen with that tire uh, to get it centered, to get it balanced. Daniel, you remember the uh, the little balancing stand that, uh, that Henry had? Old school. Had a bubble in the center. Man, this was not computerized stuff, I can tell you. But at the Sundowner Garage, occasionally you would find a wheel and a tire sitting on top of that jack stand with that, with that bubble level in the center. You'd spin it. And, uh, you know, where the bubble was out, what would you have to do? You'd have to reach in that bucket of lead. I think it was old coffee can, probably. And grab a piece of that lead, and you'd have to situate it just right so that the bubble would be centered. Man, that's how we can save a lot of things. That's how we can save that set of tires that we've got. If we'll take Jesus and put him right on top of all those pieces that are out there. Because they're going to be out there. They're not going to go away. Life's heavy, man. It's heavy like that truck. You know, family's not going not to go Issues with family's not going to go away. Issues with job are not going to go away. You know, we live in a life where social media is a very relevant part of, uh, of, of, of what goes on. It, it's probably not going to go away, Brian, even though you don't know what it is. It's probably not going to go away. The news is not going to go away. You know, I have to find my news from other places, right? But I know what I can do is I can set that wheel up on the center, and as long as i got Jesus right there in the middle, then I can take me some Jesus. And not only can I infuse it in all of those pieces, but I can set it right on top of it. And as I set Jesus on top of all those pieces, guess what begins to happen? That old steel wheel off that Pontiac Catalina with the bias ply tires, all of a sudden it begins to come in balance. So there's a lot of things we can do. There's a lot of work we can do. Let me read a piece of scripture to you because it scripture makes promises and I believe them. And this is from Isaiah 58:11 and I'm going to read it from the New Revised Standard Version. I think uh, Thomas has probably got it up there. There's a word in here that just means a, a ton to me. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places. And make your bones strong. Give me a minute. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters never fail. Uh, man, what a promise. 
That's the best promise I've heard this morning. You know, as we balance, as we try to find ways to, 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 to infuse Jesus in all that we do, and all that we find ourselves in to, to maintain that balance. What a blessing to know that not only does God want, want us to be strong, but He wants our bones to be strong. Man, that's the undercarriage. Because things are going to attack us in the flesh, see? You've got to have that foundation. And if you don't have it, what's holding you back from getting it? If you don't have that foundation, I'm convinced there's no way you know what center it is. You're not going to be able to reach in that bucket and grab some of Jesus and put Him over here on top of... Bam! Job. Social media. So if you're not feeling that in your bones, I just want to encourage you to begin that path. Get on that path. Get on that road. That I want to build my bones up. Because things will happen in this life. You're going to lose people that you love. You're going to lose jobs. You might lose all your, all your fortune. You may lose your health. And it's just like losing your health in some form or fashion. When I had my deal, I lost over 30 pounds. I'm going to tell you, the, God, the good Lord knows what He's doing about flesh. You want, you want me to tell you why? Your body maintains itself by basically feasting off of the, off the flesh that you've built. So all that muscle you've got built up, guess what? God says, I need that. I need to strengthen you physically. Your bones are strong. You'll hold up, but I need that. I need to pull from that because I don't really care about your flesh. He does. But what I care about is your bones and your spirit. Check yourself and see if you're strong enough that your bones feel strong. So what are some things we can do to, to uh, get Jesus centered? Let me tell you what works for me as I pull it back in. And it's going to be different for you. One of the things that uh, where I always feel the best, and feelings is, is sketchy. You've got to be careful about feelings. But anytime I'm in service to others, if I find myself providing service for others, that's a big part of it. That can be through things as simple as, as uh, taking the trash out on Wednesday night over here. Serve somebody. That's certainly what Jesus did for us. Amen? One of the ways that I get around it, I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to coach, uh, at least right now, the, the softball middle school girls over at Pinewood. It's fantastic. Service to others. And, and, and God will honor that kind of stuff. I tell you, one of the coolest things I, I, I get out of that, and you probably think it's a, I'm about to tell you the record, but I'm not. God's blessed me with opportunity on more than one occasion to hear those young ladies in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade speaking about Scripture that they were discussing at school during the day. How it applies. In their life. You know, I can't do it. Don't look at me. I got to turn away. I'll be honest with you. They don't know it, but I'm hearing them talking. And what a blessing I'm receiving. I'm over there with my hand in the kicking the dirt right there. God's, God's in it, man. I'm telling you. 
I've got to make sure that I'm pulling godly friends into my life. I've got to make sure that sometimes I need to be that godly friend for somebody that's in my life. And don't be just a taker, be a giver. Because I've got those friends. I had a chance to hunt with Daniel Smith yesterday. Wonderful. I'm going to tell you, I took a lot out of that. I, I went with full intentions of taking something from Daniel. <laughs> and thank God that I was able to do that, but I also have friends that are in my life that I don't go into a, a situation with them and say, boy, I need to really bring something to them today. And then through study... Get back in that word. If you didn't bring your Bible to church this morning, why didn't you? You know? Why, why don't you? We're coming into the house of God. These four walls and this roof's been provided. Why didn't you come equipped this morning? What's the problem? I don't care if you're six or six or nine. Where, 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 where's the problem? You go, did you come in here for a service this morning? Tire rotation, oil chain? You bring your manual with you. It's little things. So with that wheel, we've got all these dynamics that are falling into place, and we, there's no doubt that we've got to have Jesus in those and on top of those. And we've got to remember some things. And boy, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm just going to tell you what goes through my mind. Sometimes I forget who God is. What I mean is this. How set apart I truly am from Him and how holy He truly is. I told my wife this yesterday. She looked at me like I was crazy. Sometimes I almost think, well, He's just somebody. I say, hey, Lord, what's up? Could use a little bit of you to speak in my life right now. Things aren't going the way I feel like they should go. And not really recognizing the fact that I am the sheep. And he is the shepherd. And the one that even stings a little more for me is that I am the clay and he is the potter. And so as he is working me and molding me, not to turn from that, not to be scared of that, to embrace that. And how many times in life is it easy just to turn from something? If you find yourself out of balance and you start to recognize those things that are going on in your life, know the wonderful piece of that is is we can ask to be relieved from those. God, I can't deal with this. I need you. God, this is dominating my life right now. I need you. God, I got so much white noise in my life right now. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to understand what's dominating my life right now. I need you. We've got a song that... Uh, Thomas is going to play. This is from my wife. Outside of that, you were going to get an old country boy singing, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. When darkness 
I've listened to this for probably four or five days. Where are you now? And uh, the world is it's had me digging a little bit. Oh, I, I encourage you to do the same thing. You know, what's holding you back? I hear you what's got you held back from feeling you the way that you know God desires you to feel? Confident. That whatever it is you're carrying, let it go, man. You're not built to carry that stuff. From the smallest to the biggest, from the youngest to the oldest, I just want you to know that it can change. And maybe you know that. And maybe you've forgotten. Remind yourself. Amen.